Well, what's going on, Tessa? What's good, Jesse? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Spooky Soup Podcast. Once again, I'm Jesse. And I'm Tessa. How was your week? It was good. Yeah. Nice. I'm I'm uh, feeling better this week. I was sick last week, so mm-hmm. that's why we couldn't record. <laughs> wasn't COVID. Was it not wasn't. COVID. I took two COVID tests. It wasn't COVID. COVID's pretty much dead now, so I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be COVID anyway, so... Well, whatever it was, it was the worst, and it caused me to have a pretty bad fever dream. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I hate those. Oh, I do too. They're so weird. Yeah. But in this dream, I was standing in the kitchen, and I was just eating a cold stick of butter, and I was sobbing. Okay. Because I'm vegan, and so <laughs> <laughs> I was just eating it, and I swear I could feel like the cold grease. You know how like you touch butter and then you go to wash your hands and you can't? That's what it felt like in the dream. I hate that feeling. And then young gravy walked in and it got really weird. <laughs> yeah. I scared him. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> what you scared him, I'd be scared of young gravy. It goes both ways. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I did not have any fever dreams. So That's I'm, good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. You have the Reddit stories today. I do. I have the historical story. Just a heads up, mine isn't super scary. It's more interesting. You know what? I love those sometimes, though. It's cool, though. Yeah. I shared this story with some family already, and they were like, whoa. Like, that's so cool. Like, I did not know that. I'm excited to share it today. That's awesome. I'm excited to hear it. So why don't you uh, spook me today with your stories? All right, everyone, let's get right into it. So this one was posted on Reddit in r slash Backwoods Creepy by Half Dozen Hogs. It's called, was out rock hounding at the creek today when I heard something slash someone imitating a cat meowing. Yeah, so it was really weird. I went out rock hounding solo today to a place my husband and I have gone before. Everything seemed normal when I arrived. It's a very secluded area of the creek with a rock bar in the middle of the creek and a small patch of woods to the left and a dense forest to the right. I crossed the creek and set up on my gear on the rock bar, grabbed a bag and started walking up the creek. About 45 minutes in, I kept looking up at the forest. I don't really know why, but I just kept getting an eerie feeling. Every now and again, I'd hear a couple of thumps out there, but you know, nature, so I didn't really think of any, anything of it. About an hour in, I heard my first meow. I was so focused on pulling clay that I literally stood up and was like, I did not just hear a cat meow, did I? Ten minutes go by, and I'm walking further up the creek, and damn if I didn't hear it again. I stopped and was like, yep, I just heard a cat meow. How strange. But like... Something seemed really off and I started to feel uneasy, so I turned around and headed back to my site. Something about the meow wasn't right. It wasn't a painful meow, but just like a matter-of-fact meow, if that makes sense. About five minutes into the trek back, I definitely heard a meow. And I'm sweating like crazy at this point because of the heat, but instantly felt cold and clammy, and the hair is standing up on the back of my neck. I know what I was supposed to be hearing, A single meow, but it wasn't coming from a cat. It sounded like someone or something imitating a meow. 
I keep focused on getting back to my site, and about five minutes later, another single meow. Here's where I realize things are getting really weird. The meow always sounded the same distance from me, no matter how far I kept walking. I finally reach my site and pull out my drinks and plop down to rehydrate. That's when another meow sounded, and this time I knew with everything in me that it was not a cat that was following me. I calmly gathered up my gear and started to trek across a creek back to my car. And another meow. I made my way across the creek and hunched down in a pit. I parked my car right next to the edge of the forest and was really starting to lose it. I get my keys and mace out and put my gear on so I can dive into my car and rearrange later. And that's exactly what I did. Nearly crapped myself finding the courage to make it to my car, but I did, and I hightailed it out of there fast. What are your thoughts? The rational answer is someone was screwing with me, but how did they get back there? It's like 200 acres of forest. I'm in North Alabama. So, I have an update from that rock hounder. Okay. And it's titled, I'm the solo rock hounder. Here's my update. First, I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who has helped me try to solve the mysterious meow. I took each suggestion and have spent the last few days going down many rabbit holes. I have watched countless hours and listening to various wildlife trying to find the answer. Never once did any of the hundreds, yes hundreds, of videos I watched of all the various noises, crows, mountain lions, frogs, cats, birds, fox, the list is plentiful. Never once did I encounter anything like the meow at the creek. It was flat, monotone, no arc to it. It absolutely sounded like someone or something imitating a cat. The not knowing was really becoming bothersome. I truly believe there are some things that are unexplainable and mysterious, but this just felt so off to me. So I went back to square one. With the conclusion that it was someone out in the forest, I decided to do more digging into the area surrounding my encounter. Down another rabbit hole I went, and I eventually found myself looking at the sex offenders registry. The area isn't as dense as I had originally thought, and from my search I found there is a registered sex offender not living too far from that point. Whether it was a sex offender or someone else, I'm now a thousand percent certain that someone was out there trying to lure me into the forest to find this so-called cat. As someone who saves all the animals, I'm incredibly thankful for gut instincts and this time actually listening to it. This has certainly been an educating experience, y'all. Oh my gosh. That's so scary to me because I've heard a cat meow in the forest too, but it didn't sound right. And I was the, alone. The way the author described it, I, I just I just feel like it's going to be like, meow. <laughs> <laughs> meow. Like macho cat. Yeah. <laughs> meow. <laughs> That's freaky though. Right? Yeah. That reminds me of uh, this story real quick. When I was a kid, we lived overseas. I remember me and my neighbor, my, so my friend, we were in the woods, and we heard this, like, cawing sound. Like a bird was like, caw, caw. Okay. And we're, like, super confused. And we look over, and then all of a sudden, this dude just comes out of the woods. What? And just, like, cawing at us. Is he, like, and holding then, eye contact, and he's just cawing? Yeah, it was weird. Like I don't like that. And then we just ran. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, I would too. Yep. And then the next morning, funny enough, I saw him mowing our lawn, like the like the front part that's owned by the city. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, like he works for the city. Anyways, don't know what that was all about, but it was weird. 
his city job is like imitating crows to scare people away from the woods. <laughs> Probably. There was like the reason why we're we were there in the woods is because there was a like a fort someone built, like a makeshift shack. And he was like probably wondering that like if we made that. I mean, he could have just been like, hey, did you guys make this? Instead, he was just calling at us <laughs> probably just to like scare us awake. It worked. I mean, we were only like eight or nine years old. So I don't know. The mysterious Dutchman crow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. That was weird. That story is very weird. Yeah, well, just wait until you hear this next one. Cool. Think you're going to like it. Sweet. So we're back again on r slash Backwoods Creepy. This was posted by iEvans23, and it says, Strange photo from summer camp. Details in the comments. Cool. So I'm going to read you the details of the story first, and then I'm going to flip my laptop around and show you the picture. Okay. And for those of you wondering, yes, it will be on our Instagram. Check us out there. Yeah, do it. All right, OP says... When I was about 10 years old, I went to a summer camp in southeast Wisconsin. I took a disposable camera with me. There were small cabins in the woods where the kids and guides would stay. Being 10-ish, I took pictures of frogs, the lake, trees, and canoeing. Every night we'd have a fire, and I really vaguely remember taking pictures at night, just because it was fun to see the flash light up the darkness. Camp ended and I went home. My mom got the film developed, and about halfway through the normal pictures, there was this picture of what appears to be an old woman. There were no elderly people at this camp, just kids and young adults. It still weirds me out to this day. My wife just found the picture cleaning out old stuff. Could just be the Walgreens photo attendant playing a joke? Not sure. Potentially someone in a mask? I don't know. Whatever it is, I find it all really strange. I don't remember exactly, but I think the year was 2000. Are you ready? Yes. Wait, so that's, she wasn't there before? She wasn't there. He didn't recognize her. He said that there wasn't a single old person at the summer camp. And you can, like, see through her. What the heck? So, right? listeners. Like, like, there's something, like, orange. Like, it looks like a, I don't know, like yeah. a window reflection or something. I can't tell if it's that or if it's just something from the disposable cameras. Because you know how sometimes they'd, like, that's put so weird. date and time stamps on it? Yeah. But well, that's right in the middle of the photo, though. Yeah. That wouldn't make sense. And for our listeners, we're looking at a old photo, and half of it is covered by a very zoomed-in portion of an old woman's face, and it looks like she has really long, gray, scraggly hair. And she's smiling, and it's terrifying. I, it gives me, like, looks like she's wearing glasses. No, she's not. And it's clearly taken at night because the flash yeah. is lighting her up, but nothing in the background is lit up. Creepy. Yeah. I love that. So ah. maybe someone <laughs> came into the tent or the cabin and found this kid's camera and took a picture, and maybe it was the attendant mm -hmm. just messing with him, but who would do that? <laughs> An old woman, apparently. Apparently. Spirit or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, OP, I hope you figured out the mystery because I sure as hell can't figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Some photoshoppery. But it looks like it's a disposable camera image. It was. Okay, never mind. Sweet, sweet. Anything else for, uh, for us today? I have one more. Awesome. All right, so back again with r slash backwoods creepy. I went down a rabbit hole. I can tell, <laughs> and that's okay. 
Backwoods creepy stuff, I don't know. It just does something to me. It's like extra creepy. That's fine. Like yeah. I, I get most of my Reddit stories from from one uh, subreddit. Yeah. So. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. It's like we're siblings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one was posted by Slurping Platypus. And it says, there's something up with the Appalachians. I've spent my life in Georgia and love hiking all over, but I must admit North Carolina has the best mountains. For this reason, I frequently drive up there and hike and camp. This time I went up with my family in an RV and stayed with them in Maggie Valley. The next day, however, I had them drop me off about 10 miles away in the cold mountain trailhead, and I planned to hike up, spend the night, and be back down in the morning. I was by no means inexperienced at hiking or camping, but I had never done it alone. On top of that, I didn't bring a pistol, which is something I don't go without now. On the way up, the trail was surprisingly strenuous. Not necessarily steep, I've hiked some steep stuff out west, but more like a ton of ups and downs and feeling like it just wouldn't end. Eventually, it began to get darker and I realized I needed to stop and set up while I still had some light, so I stopped about half a mile short of the summit and figured I could continue on in the morning. Nothing eventful happened, I set up camp in a really good spot, ate my food, and went into the tent. At this point, I realized I hadn't run into a single other person my entire way up. This wasn't eerie at the time, but soon it would be. I have trouble sleeping and usually lay awake for up to an hour trying to sleep. During this, I thought I heard someone lightly walking around the general area because of the rhythm of the footsteps. I brushed it off as my mind running wild but I did pull my big old knife out of my bag and put it next to me in the sleeping bag. That morning, I woke up and ate oatmeal. As I ate, I looked over at my tent and noticed a strange bundle of dried twigs and berries tied with green cord propped against my tent. I'll see if I can find a picture and put it in the comments. Internally, I was pissing myself, but I packed my crap up and took off within five minutes. In no way I bothered to go to the summit. I headed straight down. On the way down, I realized there was a pretty heavy fog, and I ended up on a side trail that eventually ended, and I was lost. I used a compass to eventually reorient myself and found the trail again, one of the biggest reliefs. I made it out with no other incident. However, come to find out that same morning, a 27-year-old died on the same section of trail as me, and it's possible I would have run into him had I not gotten lost and rejoined the trail later. His family seems to have scrubbed the internet of several articles on him, but I'll see if I can find something. The scariest part was knowing that someone knew where I was and watched me, and I had no clue about them. Yo, that is creepy. And they do have pictures. Okay. So here's the bundle of twigs that they found propped up against their tent. Whoa. So it's like a bouquet of dried leaves and berries and stuff that someone tied together. Looks like some type of like a voodoo. Or like I get Blair Witch vibes for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then that's how foggy the morning was. Very eerie. I like it. And that was their tent. Okay. Cool. Just imagine camping and hearing footsteps in the night and waking up to something being in your camp's ground that wasn't there before. And then finding out that a hiker died on that same trail that same morning, but you probably didn't see them because of the fog. Wait, so how did that other hiker die? They got lost. Oh, just lost. Okay. Yeah. Take a gun. Have a compass. Maybe don't go alone. 
Don't go alone, first of all. Duh. <laughs> Yikes. Well, I'm glad that person made it out at least. Yeah. So. If you read into the comments a little bit, it says that they dealt with a lot of guilt after that. Because oh, I bet. they feel like had they stayed on the trail a little bit longer, they would have found that hiker. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was what I was thinking. Yeah. And they actually did find the article. Uh, the hiker's name was Chad Seeger. And yeah, you can still read about him. Dang. That's rough. So that's our slash backwoods creepy for you. I hope you're thoroughly spooked. Yeah, that was good. That's, uh, I've been lost before, like, especially as a kid, just running off on my own. Yeah. So not, it's not fun. Definitely not fun. It's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder to everyone listening. If you guys have your own spooky story, please, we would love to read it on the podcast. We've actually received a lot of awesome feedback. Um, a lot of DMs with some stories. Next week, I plan on reading some, and uh, I think the week after that as well. So we've had some positive impact in that way, and I'm excited to uh, to uh, read those off. So I'm excited to read those off. So once again, you can email those to us at SpookySoupPodcast801 at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram. Once again, SpookySoupPodcast. Yeah, guys, please send them in. We love hearing from you. Okay, so, ready for my story? I'm actually so excited. Okay. So, one of my favorite video games growing up is called Call of Duty Nazi Zombies. Classic. Started back in 2008 with a game called Call of Duty World at War. Nazi Zombies was an extra built in that you could play once you beat the campaign. It is now a full-on phenomenon that people still play to this day as it has evolved and progressed. So, all of you gamers out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But for those who don't know, it's a, it's a fun game. It's so much fun. Do you know intense. how many Friday nights I've spent playing Nazi zombies with my best friend? <laughs> Exa- yeah, exactly. It's like so many good memories. Like, like Kino Der Toten and Five. Yeah, like turn, turn all the lights off. And just get so sucked into the game that it turns into a horror horror game. Being chased by zombies the whole time. Fetch me their souls. Yeah. Oh, it was a good time. So this story, in my opinion, is the true wartime zombie story. Oh, right. That's just so cool. <laughs> the date is August 6, 1915. World War One. Germany is attacking Russia at the Osovich fortress in Poland. Germany was pushing Russia back. Russia had no choice but to stay put and defend the Osovich fortress. The Germans were led by Paul von Hindenburg, while the Russians were led by a junior officer named Vladimir Karpovich Kolinsky. Kolinsky, although he was only just a junior officer, was the highest ranking of any other Russian army at that base. So, Germany had 14 battalions at the ready consisting of 7,000 to 8,000 men. Russia was stuck with only 900 men. Wow. 400 of the 900 were local militia, so they weren't even trained soldiers. That's so scary. Yeah. So, Russia is trying to defend this fortress, and Germany is pushing in. 
Attacks on the fortress had been going on for an entire year. Bullets, cannon fire, bombs, etc. were shown to not do too much to the base. Germany was now running out of options, but they had something deadly up their sleeves. They had planned to use chlorine gas. We know chlorine as the chemical we put in water to keep our pools clean. This specific chemical is meant to be absorbed by water. So what is made up of 90% water? Us. Humans, exactly. Once a small amount of this deadly gas is inhaled, the person could experience eye and skin irritation, or in other words, chemical burns. However, if they inhale a lot of it, the gas will cause an excess buildup in the lungs. This makes the person cough up blood, vomit, and make it difficult to breathe. Oh, wow. On August 6th, at 4 in the morning, with the wind on the German side, they released the chlorine gas. Green fog filled the battlefield as it headed towards the fortress. Reports say leaves turned yellow and the grass turned black like coal. Bugs, butterflies, and even birds dropped dead from the air. Imagine what it's doing to your insides. Exactly. Even the food in the fortress turned into different colors and went bad. So they didn't have any food. Crazy. While the gas was moving in the direction of the fortress, the Germans began their assault using any and all the artillery they had. Since it was still so early in the morning, the Russians could feel the bullets and bombs, but thought it was just a regular attack by the Germans. Because once again, this has been going on for an entire year, so they just thought it was, it's like, oh, it's just another day. Just another attack. We're good. But no. Germans knew the Russians didn't have any gas masks, so they thought this would be the perfect way to take out Russian forces without pushing forward. The fortress didn't have proper ventilation. The Russians were trapped. The best they could do was take cloth, wrap it around their face, and have it act as a face mask, similar to what we've been wearing throughout the pandemic. They went as far as to soak these cloths in water and even their own urine. Did this tactic work? Of course not. Nope. Three of the four Russian companies had been taken out heavily, leaving only one left to defend the fortress. So, while the Germans are pushing through... Some Germans have woken up, excuse me, some Russians had woken up, went out, started fighting while the Germans were pushing through. The Germans, with the help of the gas, completely just wiped most of the Russians out. And remember, this is almost 8,000 men to only 900. Well, less than that, because all their comrades were gone. Exactly. Wearing their gas masks, tightly gripping their rifles, the Germans waited until the gas had disappeared in front of them and they began to march forward. They could finally see the destruction the gas had caused. Thousands of German soldiers marched over the many dead bodies of the Russian soldiers. Kolinsky gathered what men were left, about a hundred, and surprised the approaching German army. The Russians were armed and waiting. The Germans could not believe what they were seeing. Pissed off Russian soldiers, covered in blood from all the intense coughing, fought with all their might to push von Hindenburg's army back. Accounts describe the soldiers looking like dead men walking. Imagine the game, Nazi zombies like I mentioned, pieces of flesh disintegrated from their skin while still pouring out blood from their mouths. They were wounded and running with limps while screaming war cries. 
Okay, that would scare me so bad. The Russians were able to reclaim the artillery lost in the gas and deliver harsh damage to the Germans as they retreated in fear. Due to the panic and chaos of what they were seeing, the Germans were retreating like chickens without heads. They foolishly fell back onto their own barbed wire and many soldiers were taken out by the dead men. Wow. Later that evening, Lieutenant Kolinsky passed away from wounds he received in earlier battle while what was left of his army waited for backup. Unfortunately, they never came, so the Russians had to retreat. This army should not have survived, but the bravery and ferocity of the zombie-like men won them the battle. That is such a thrilling story. I have never heard that before. Isn't that cool? That is so cool. Yeah. So when all, literally all the odds are against them, and they still won. It's like... They could feel their flesh melting off and they're like, well, what am I going to do now? Die? Like, what's the worst they could do to me at this point? Exactly. I'm just going to give it my all. Exactly. If you guys want, you can look this up. Online, there's a bunch of like reenactments and there's even, there's a, I believe a Russian band and a Swedish, it's either Swedish or Norwegian metal bands that wrote songs dedicated to this. And one of the music videos is, uh, it's showing like the actual battle and it's pretty intense. It's awesome. I, I recommend checking it out. That's way cool. So there you go. Pretty scary, but interesting history. Wow. Yeah. Like I said, that was thrilling from start to finish. So I seriously was like picturing Nazi zombies because of the way they like, they just kind of flail their arms as they run. And that's kind of how I th- picture these guys doing it because they're just pushing with like everything they have left because these guys are all dying and literally whatever is left of those hundred men who didn't die later from these attacks, the gas attack. So just crazy. Wow. I wish I learned that in history class. I feel so cheated. Well, that's why we are here to provide this information to the public. You're welcome. <laughs> that's right. Cause <laughs> a lot of these stories go untold and I know so much about world war two but I know nothing about World War One, pretty yeah. much. So finding this story was like, it's a gem. When I think of World War One, I, I just think of like absolute brutality because of trench warfare, yeah, and all that. And I know the conditions were so terrible in the mustard trenches. gas, all that stuff, rats, dysentery, mm-hmm. everything, just wet all the time, yeah, and cold. So then hearing the zombie story, it's like, yeah, the tracks. Yeah, that works seriously yeah <laughs> but it's world war one not nazi zombies but that's uh that's my story for today's episode man that was a good one thank you thank you uh well guys we're gonna wrap it up here but once again please check us out on instagram um also on youtube we're on a bunch of new platforms now and of course share this with your uh, friends and family who like hearing spooky stories and send us your stories we want to hear from you Absolutely. we love hearing from you guys yes 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 And uh, so, yeah, we'll spook you in the next one. Stay spooky.